0: Hi guys, ML here. So occasionally I get reached out by former guests of the show, of the Devon Dragon uh, brand. So Michelle Blood, who you may remember was on my show about a year ago, if you can believe it, has wonderful news coming up and she wanted me to remind you that something wonderful is going on. I'm not sure what that wonderful is, because it's Michelle, I mean everything happens is wonderful. but. Check out the interview. Check out the link that's in that interview and keep up on everything that she has going on because there's something special in the works. Thank you. With the oven Dragon Radio, I'm your host, ML Rooschock. I'm here with my special guest, Sora Vernikoff. Did I virtue that too badly? That was excellent. Melissa. Awesome. Now you're into nodieting.net. No That's your website. So, right. you're coaching for a no diet, but at the same time, you still want to get healthy. Is that okay, about right? Well,
1: well, yes and no. <laughs> You know, the word healthy is like love. It depends what you bring to it, you know? Right. So in my opinion. So the purpose of my program and what makes it so unique is it has nothing to do with calories or nutrition or healthy. It has to do with do you want to be able to eat and stop? Because if you can't eat and stop, then you're not going to get healthy. So you can go on a diet and you can eat healthy food, but you can still save 300 pounds, okay? Mm-hmm. Because you're eating too much. But what, I developed a program with two techniques that lets you eat and stop. You're gonna know when you're gonna stop eating before your first bite. Once you're able to manage food in that new way, then you can think more about being healthy. But until you can manage food and become friends with it, the truth is you're never gonna be healthy because you're out of control to the food. like you're, That's just the bottom
0: line. Right, you become an addict to food. You're a we total see. addict, right. If we see this, they have programs like 600-pound life and stuff like this. It's not that they're, well, some of them are on there, they're not eating healthy, and but there are other ones that eat healthy things, but just in excess. You see, you just said the magic word, Melissa.
1: It's not about the food. In my book, I explain that food is the object of the challenge. It's not the challenge. You know, it's very easy, and that's why things are the way they are, to say it's the food's fault. You know, it's the food's fault. But the truth is it has, it's not the food's fault. It's your fault. And it's not even your fault. You, your brain is wired in a way where you actually cannot physically. Okay, the thing is, and it's all in my book, A person with a weight problem simply, simply thinks more about food a day than a person without a weight problem. So think of your mind as a chip. Let's in your brain. You have a chip in your brain. It has 35 squares. And every day you print out what you saw. And let's say you only print out two colors, red squares and green squares. What I like to say is that a person without a weight problem, when they print out their mind at the end of the day, they see 21 green squares, that's 21 non-food thoughts, and 14 red squares, which are 14 food thoughts. So that person, for most of the day, has thought not about food. But if you take a person with a weight problem and they put their chip at the end of the day in the computer and print out what their brain looked like, it's going to be 21 red squares, 21 food thoughts and 14 non-food thoughts. So a person with a weight problem simply runs more frames of food thoughts than non-food thoughts a day. And that's why they have a weight challenge. And And it has
0: nothing to do with the food. I am perfectly guilty of this. If you would have met me a few years ago, I was a size 14. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was a big girl. Uh, You know, I'm now down to the size six you know, where I should be for my being healthy, according to doctors. But at the same time, my thoughts were on food all the time. What am I making for dinner? What am I making for lunch? What am I having for breakfast? What am I having for breakfast tomorrow? What's my snack look like? What's, you know, what can I eat while I'm watching this movie? What can I eat while working on this? I, this was my life,
1: you know? then melissa that was my life that was my life i mean i i you know i've committed decades to this work that was my life i only thought about food all day mm-hmm. so the way i came to this can i share how i came please today? please so the way i came to this melissa is over 20 years ago i used to teach um really tough and challenged kids in brooklyn i live in new york city not far from the empire state building and i was born in brooklyn And I always wanted to be an educator. So I had 35 fourth graders in front of me, which is no easy feat. And I looked out at these kids one day and I said, hey, Sora, how come these kids who walk, talk and do all those other things listen to you? But food sits on the table, has no animate qualities. You can't stop thinking about it and you can't stop eating. And I got pissed off, you know, because here I have the 35 kids five days a week very, very difficult job. I got them to stay in their seats. I got them to be quiet. And yet food was running my life. Okay. So I had an idea at that moment in time, which was, what if I could vacuum out all the extra times a day I thought about food? What would I think about? How would that change my life? And then could I help other people? Mm -hmm. That day, I stopped dieting. But there was a caveat to that. And the caveat was that if I was going to do that, I became obsessed I had to know why I thought about food all day. So I journaled every eating experience before, during, and after for years and years because I needed, I was obsessed with understanding why my brain worked the way it did. I lost 25 pounds. I've kept it off since 84. And I saw the problem. In all my journaling, I recorded every intake, I recorded every thought. I saw the problem. And when I saw the problem, I knew Melissa that I could transfer my classroom management techniques to food management techniques. And that's what I did to develop this no diet, eat and stop yourself program. So I owe it to my kids. I owe it to the, the cruel <sighs> what it takes to be a teacher where the kids are in their seats. I, through them, I learned
0: how to manage food. So I'm very grateful to that experience. That think, is a wonderful way to take what you're already doing and turn it into something else. But at the same time, okay, how many of us, especially women, go to, you know, the older decades, our moms had us have food on the table at certain times. So we grew up with food was on the table at when were we going to eat? First thing we're talking to as we're having breakfast is what we're having for dinner.
1: Look, I grew up in the same house, all right? I grew up in the same house. Food was it, morning, noon, and night. But I will tell you, Melissa, since I'm very impressed with what you've done with yourself, I will tell you that, let me just say a few things here because there's no one answer. First of all, I like to say that if diets work, why would there be so many? Diets (laughs) don't, okay. So diets don't work because they don't work. And I I can tell your listeners why they don't work in a very simple way so they can see it. So it has nothing to do with the food. Okay. So let me just step back for a minute. And then I'd like to share with your audience, if you're okay with this, why diets don't work. And then you'll mm-hmm. see why the program works and how they juxtapose to each other. But diet, the reason it's all about not having the ability to eat and stop. And it has nothing to do with the food. What I mm-hmm. see, you're just a food thought overthinker. But what people don't tell you is that it's not only the food thought that's the problem. It's the act of chewing that you're dependent on to calm yourself to feel better. Mm-hmm. So first, this is the way I like to say it. First, you get the food thought. Then your food moves the, the thought moves your hand mm-hmm. to the food the food goes in your mouth, then you chew, and then it goes in your body. So it's not just about the food, it's the food, you you feel something, it's the food, your hand goes to the food, the food goes to the mouth, and you're chewing. And while you're chewing, you can release a lot of discomfort attached to what you're not even aware of. There is an emotional component to this, which I'm not going to go into, because that's not my thing. Mm -hmm. But I can just tell you that Anyone with a weight problem is simply a visual food thought overthinker and doesn't know how to stop the visual repetition of food thoughts so he can stop the hand to mouth. Okay, he can stop the mm-hmm. hand to mouth. Look, if you took one, I've watched that show, if you take the 600 pound uh, life, and I would put money on this, and I'm very careful with my money. If you put all kinds of food on the table for so this 600 pound person, you gave them one table with 600 calories, uh, with 3000 calories. And then, Melissa, you took that another table and you put on sunflower seed, three million sunflower seeds. Mm-hmm. The calories of the food would be more than the calories of the sunflower seed. But the person would achieve the same release if they had the sunflower seeds hand to mouth. Or if they had the food hand to mouth, because it's really about that food thought, food thought, food thought, food thought, in my mouth, feel better, in my mouth, feel better. And what I discovered is that the reason people can't eat and stop, which is what I teach you how to do in my book, is because nothing is enough. Nothing is enough. See, when you can't stop the visual repetition of a piece of cake, how much is enough? You don't know. Right, and like I, you don't, you just don't know, Melissa. The only way, Melissa, before my program, I knew how much was enough is when I stuck my stomach out to the wall. That was my only marker. You know how you, people sit around Thanksgiving and they go, "Oh, I'm so full." So yeah, foul. and then
0: they loosen their t- their belt buckle. We all joke about it, but this is this weird, real thing. Yes,
1: because Melissa, it's a real thing because that's the only way that person knows they ate enough. Mm-hmm. So imagine meal after meal, day after day, stomach sticking out. That's enough. But I created a program that lets you know how much is enough before you eat. Guess
0: what? You can stop without stopping yourself. You can't. I mean, it's hard to do this. It really is hard. It's not a well, simple solution. Okay, Marissa, um, Oh, you're froze right now. <laughs>
1: Okay. Well, we can fix that. Okay, because um, it's hard, but that's why my work is so great. <laughs> there we go. Okay. So, so Melissa, you're right. Nobody's nobody figured it out. I did. I can teach you, and I can teach you and your listeners in less than five minutes how to eat and stop. So there are two techniques in my book: the green and the red. They let you know when you're gonna stop eating before you start. You know what kind of control that is, Melissa? Okay? You're gonna learn how to control or manage. I don't like the word control. You're gonna learn how to manage the food in front of you in a new and exciting way. So that's what I teach in my book and that's my magic. You know, that I was able to figure this
0: out and I transferred it all from the classroom. See, that's but- great. I mean, you didn't have the training to do this. How many nutritionists out there don't have the training to do this and can't figure it out? Okay, Melissa, (laughs) all.
1: But Melissa, I adore you because no one knows what I know and no one's done what I did. I put 40 years in this work, okay? I gave my life to this work because I was pissed off. No one knows what I know. But the interesting thing is, if I meet a nutritionist, she's all about nutrition. Mm -hmm. If I meet somebody who's about dieting, they're all about doctor, they're all about dieting. None of that works because people can't eat and stop. Hello, the core problem is people can't eat and stop. I don't want to get angry, I'm over it. So I- (laughs) No, no,
0: it's, it's perfectly right because if you think about it, how many nutritionists do I know? Well, you need to start eating this salad. How many, you know, you have to do this diet. Well, you go to a dietitian. Well, here's a meal plan for you. This is what they do. This is what they're doing. And this
1: isn't what works. (laughs) Do you know why they do that? Do you want to know why they do that? I'll tell you why they do that in a very peaceful way. Mm -hmm. They do that because they don't know better and it's their job Mm -hmm. and it's what they're invested in. So the nutritionist is invested in meeting you, talking to you and then asking you how much weight you want to lose, taking a look at your food diaries, and then giving you a plan. Now I'm going to explain why plans don't work, why diets don't work. Can I do that, Melissa? Please, please enlighten me. Okay, I'm going to enlighten you and all of your listeners. Okay, folks, I want you, first of all, I just want to say upfront that For those people listening, if you've gone on diets and they don't work, that it's not your fault. So I want everyone to give themselves a big hug, Mm -hmm. big hug, because it's not your fault. That's number one. So here's what a diet is. Let's think of a diet as a clock. At 12 o'clock, you have four people in a corporate boardroom. They're nutritionists, psychologists, whatever. They decide, hey, listen, these people come to us. They can't trust themselves with food. We're going to decide what they eat how much to eat, and don't trust yourself around food because that's why you came to us, okay? So you decide, you go on the internet, you pick a, a, a diet, that's, and that's 12 o'clock. You pick a diet, I wanna get healthy, I wanna get thin. Now let's get to three o'clock. Three o'clock I like to call good, good, good. You're at a point in the diet where, oh wow, I'm following the rules of this diet, I'm really a good person, I'm worth something. Now I can buy a new dress. Now I can book a cruise because I just really feel good about myself. Now let's go to six o'clock. Six o'clock I call the diet binge or diet overeating. This is what you say to yourself. Oh my God, I can't do this. I need just one more piece of cheese. I just need one more piece of bread. I just need one more half a cup of ice cream. And then before you know it, you've gone through all of the ice cream, you've had five more pieces of bread and three more pieces of cheese. At that moment in time, here's here's the funny thing. At that moment in time, when you went like this and you left the diet, the irony is that nobody tells you, it's all in my book, is that that was the only thing that you could do to be in control. At that moment in time, you took the control away from the diet. You said, I can't do this, I can't follow you. I can't do this, I'm upset, I want what I want. So you have what you want, but the other side of that is then you beat yourself up. Look what I just did. Look, I can't trust myself, I can't be around food. And then you beat yourself up. And then what happens, Melissa, is you go to nine o'clock. Nine o'clock says, well, I can't do, I, I, I can't, obviously I can't do this. So I have to go back to 12 o'clock, which is the diet. Now, the reason diets don't work is they're built on deprivation. They're built on someone else's rules and they're built on deprivation. They're not built in a prosperity mindset. A prosperity mindset says, you're in control. You can have the foods you want. You can eat and stop. A diet says to you, you cannot eat the foods you want. You have no control. So you're going to give us the control and we're going to help stop you. What my program lets you do is eat any food you want in this world and know when you're going to stop before your first bite. Once you learn that you can stop yourself, you're going to make peace with food, lose your weight and not be deprived anymore. And that's why diets don't work because they're based on deprivation. And this culture fosters deprivation for women. Mm -hmm. This culture Fosters deprivation for women. They're always trying to keep their thumb on us, okay, in one which way or another. So, if you're gonna deal with the outside world, which really is not as feminist as you think, you need to manage your food. And that's what my program teaches you to do. See,
0: I have this, I'm gonna show you my little treat, treat, cheap bucket. This is a two month supply. Of all the junk food for two months. This is for my family, not just for me, but for my family in this bucket. I'm serious. That's all the potato chips. That's all the candy. That's all the junk food. For two months. For two months. And and Melissa, um,
1: I know you're interviewing me, but I'm curious as Mm -hmm. to how you took your weight off.
0: Well, Came on and off over a couple of years. So I got up to um, size 14, had a medical condition, lost a lot of weight because of the medical condition, and then started eating because, you know, I'm getting healthy. So I need to gain the weight back. But now that I'm needing to gain the weight back, I'm overeating. I'm eating constantly because I'm depressed. I just want food. So I get back up to size 14. I don't want to be there. So I yeah. went down from hundred and almost 170 pounds down to 90 pounds back up to 150 pounds. Okay. 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 Up and down. Over the last two years, I started going, no, I'm going to have three times a day. I have actual meals. Um this, now, did you did you journal anything? Did you write everything down? I did not journal nothing with my food. I said, you know what? I'm going to cut all my junk food out. I'm going to have my door that I just showed you. This is the family door. Now, I'm not allowed to go into a lot of that because a lot of it's sugar and I can't have it anyways, but more than a few pieces at a time. So I keep that more for my family but that's for two months. I said, I'm going to have a budget. This is what's in my drawer. This only gets replaced once every two months. So this is how I did it. Then my snacks, my in-between meals, is usually coffee, more coffee, or a glass of wine at night. I didn't replace it with other foods to snack on. I did beverage. Very good because yeah
1: yeah so so let me just ask you some questions here Mm -hmm. so
0: are you afraid of food i am not afraid of food i actually am a certified chef i have my nutrition license i am not afraid of food i love food i'm a foodie but i also know i'm not going to eat if i go to a restaurant i will not eat a full pasta bowl at olive garden I know I'm going to eat five or six bites, and then take it the rest of home, and that's three I'm meals kidding. for me. Melissa, I have a question because
1: yes, because you did what you did, and I respect the process. How did you get to fi- How did you get down to five or six? What was the process?
0: <sighs> okay, so I started exercising. That was a big one. Yeah, and then I started eating not healthy foods. I just cut down on how much food. I started actually looking, I fell back on my nutrition, how much is actually in a serving size of a Stouffer's lasagna? How much is actually in a serving size on this bag of candy? How much is my serving sizes according to, you know, that, that was my process. Okay, so my serving sizes is this. I don't have to go to Olive Garden and get that whole pasta bowl and eat the whole thing at one time. Yes. But, but here's the thing. Most people do.
1: Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Melissa, would you like me to teach you? Okay. So I'll, I'll hold this up to show you because, so this is my book, eat what you want. Stop Mm -hmm. when you eat what you want. Stop when you want a no diet weight loss program. And you'll see this two. There's a green mouth and a red mouth and Mm -hmm. the, the green mouth says eat. And the red mouth says stop. And would you like me to teach your listeners how to use the green technique so you Please, empower- please. So what? So you're going to be my student, and everyone is going to work along with us. Okay. So Melissa, what food in this world, if I left you in a room with, would you have the hardest time resisting? Candy. Anything sweet. Okay. So now I I want you to, and I want your listeners to also think of the food that if they were locked in a room with, that they would have the hardest time resisting because we're all going to do this together. Mm-hmm. So Melissa, I'm going to ask you to pick a specific candy bar. Hershey's chocolate. Okay. I have nine of them in my fridge right now because okay. I, yeah. Hershey's chocolate. So you know what, in honor of you and your radio show, I'm gonna get a Hershey chocolate and we're gonna work together. How does that sound? Okay, that
0: sounds great. You get yours, I'll get mine. Okay.
1: Okay. So everyone, you'll see Melissa, hold up your candy bar. Your audience to see you you'll see that I have a candy bar. Mm-hmm. All right, Melissa and everyone listening, I want you to look at that candy bar and I want you to ask yourself two questions. I want you to ask yourself how much is enough and how much is too much. I want you, okay, wait, I want, I'm going to, I'm going to open my candy. I want you to open your
0: candy bar. If we're gonna do it, we might as well do this show right. We might as well actually do it right. Okay, candy bar
1: is open. Okay, so now I want you to look at your candy bar and I want you to ask yourself two questions. How much is enough and how much is too much? See, I know
0: for me, one three bar strip is enough.
1: Okay, so did you just separate that three bar strip? I just snapped it off and there it goes. Okay we're kindred souls. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now I want you to look at this that you just decided was enough. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Now what you're going to have to do, it's a double step. I want you to look at this three pieces before you eat it. And I want you to again, ask yourself how much is enough and how much is too much. And because you want the three pieces, you have to scrape off a little under your because that's your marker, okay? Now I have a little of my Hershey bar like you do under the three squares, under your finger, correct? Correct. Well, Melissa, you can now eat these three squares and know that you ate and stopped yourself because you decided how much was enough. Mm -hmm. And the marker said, when you look at the marker, which you cannot eat, it says, I'm your eat and stop yourself helper. That that is a way to do it. It is the way. Because Melissa, you know why you can stop? Because you decided how much was enough. Now, if this was a diet, and they said, Well, Melissa, you can have one square. So watch this. We're telling you you can have one square. You're two squares in deprivation. Yeah. Three days of two square deprivation equals this. You see? Mm -hmm. But now. Now, you knew you wanted three, you scraped off a marker, the markers under your fingernail. So what's left of the three is enough, you pretend to eat it. Mm -hmm. Okay, guess what, you just ate and stopped. Now, just for the sake of teaching, I want to share that let's say, um, let's say you have a, uh, you, you have to physically separate the because we're using three squares and it's harder to teach that way, I wanna show your audience. Let's say I look, okay, so let's say Melissa has 12 squares left and she wants more. Melissa's gonna then ask herself, how much is enough? How much is too much? So let's say Melissa wants another three squares. She breaks up another three squares, but what does she need? She needs a marker because The way the program works is that if you don't set aside a marker, nothing is enough and you can't eat and stop. You have no proof positive that you had enough. So let's say you want a banana. You want half the banana. You say, uh, or let's say you want potato chips. You take um, a small bag of potato chips you buy. You say, how much is enough? How much is too much? I want the whole bag. But you still have to take off a little part of the chip. You still have to have a marker. Your marker is your I ate and stopped myself insurance. Let's say, Melissa, you go to dinner. There's three things on your plate. You have chicken, broccoli, and a potato. You pick a time on the clock where you're going to put all your markers. So first you look at your chicken. You go, how much is enough? How much is too much? You set aside the marker at the top minus 12 o'clock. You put it up at 12 o'clock. So now what's in front of you is the amount that's enough. You look at your potato. How much is enough? How much is too much? Put the too much up at the 12 o'clock. And then the broccoli, the same thing. Now you have two sections on your plate. You have the amount, the enough section, and the too much section. Well, guess what? You can eat the amount that's enough of your chicken, broccoli, and potato. And then you look up at your marker and you go, I just ate and stopped. Those are my markers. I had enough. Once you look once learn you it, learn, yeah what
0: once you learn
1: it then you can once, do it let me t- let me tell you once you learn mm-hmm. that you can always have enough food that you want that you're not starving that you're not deprived that a cake is equal to a stick of cal- uh to a stick of carrot you will stop thinking about food as much because you're always giving yourself enough right and that's when you lose your weight because as long as you're on a diet, you're steeped in a culture of deprivation, you're constantly wanting what you can't have, which means you're going to be thinking about it all day. But when you use this program, you're always having enough. And then you just watch how that takes your weight off, you know, and it takes 21 days to change your behavior. And you have to decide that you don't, You it's worth taking a shot, that you want the control. So. When I look at this candy bar, I don't look at, I look at something that I manage. You understand? It doesn't make me crazy. I'm in charge. Like,
0: just like I was in the classroom. You know, same thing. That is exactly the mindset we need. We need to be in charge of what we do, what we eat and how we eat. We have to have that control. Okay.
1: But Melissa, you and I are definitely, definitely on the same page. I want to be in charge of whatever I need to be in charge of. And top of my list is food. You know, well, top of my list is money, but food is equal to money.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Melissa, I,
1: I just have one quick question, then I'll give you some tips for your listeners. Uh, Melissa, you're a chef. Are you, um, do, you, do,
0: you, do you work in a restaurant? I used to, um, because of my medical past that I can no longer tolerate being standing for more than a few minutes at a time. So me actually cooking for people. Okay, but
1: you're a a, a
0: certified chef?
1: I am. Well, uh, what if I told you that um, it's not available yet, but what if I told you that I designed a plate that you can use to lose weight without dieting. Could we speak at another time? We could. Just because I think we'd make an interesting pair. <laughs> but, um, but okay, it's just a thought. So now, yeah. um, I'll, you, would you like me to just give your listeners a few hints on how to feel safe with food in their house? Please. Okay, the first thing I would tell your folks is, um, keep what I call a neutralized kitchen. You see how Melissa has her bucket, she has what's in her drawer. She's set up her neutralized territory. But my rule is, and this has taken years, but but it, my rule is nothing comes into my house that's gonna get me up at three in the morning, okay? Just nothing. If it's gonna get me up at three in the morning, it goes in the sink under hot water or in the incinerator in my apartment building. Because if I put it back in the refrigerator, I'm just going to eat it. And even if I use a marker, if it's a food that's really exciting, it's going to be really hard for me. You know, this is a process. The good news is that I've I've been on this program like forever, what it seems like forever. So I've got, when I get up in the middle of the night, Melissa, I will share with you that I have three of these. Mm -hmm. You know, I have three, when I get up and this is what I, this is my go-to three in the morning, four in the morning, five in the morning. I, I'm trained that, To have this these three you know so it's very serendipitous that you should choose the chocolate bar so another thing about your kitchen is always buy the same brand Mm -hmm. always buy levy's rye always buy heinz ketchup always buy the same brand of ice cream the same entenmann's cake and the reason we want you to do the same is because the whole thing about food is you need to The reason you're out of control to food people is because it excites you and you can't eat and stop. It's very exciting. It's exciting. It's exciting. So you want to buy the same bread because you want to get bored with the wrapper. This way you don't walk over so quickly. You want to buy, if you like M&Ms, well, you have to use a marker, but then you have to always keep them in the same place in your kitchen. So placement and brand is very important to me. Mm -hmm. We want to create an arena of boredom. Somebody might say, but Sora, we're supposed to love food and enjoy food and be excited by food. Well, yes, but when you have a weight problem, you come from, you have to first de-excite yourself to re-excite yourself. Exactly. Actually, I really like that. I'm going to write that down. You have to de-excite yourself to re-excite yourself. And I am all about that process because I had no control, and now that I do have a lot of control. I'm excited about food. I love food, Mm -hmm. but that's only because I totally excited myself. Okay. The next thing I want to say is always use the same dish, the same napkins, the same utensils and sit in the same place. Oh, they, your listeners must be thinking, you know, sorry, you're giving me a headache. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is you want to be bored by the plate. You want to to be bored by the napkin. You want to be bored in the same chair because as you're bored using those same elements, you're able to focus on the food and make sure that you use the technique, which is the most important thing. The most important thing is food management and using the green technique. So we don't want purple napkins one day and orange napkins the next day because then you're like, oh, purple, orange. And then you might forget to use the green technique. And that's the most important thing. And the last thing that I, I'm strongly a believer of is marking down what you have. You know, even if you don't want to look up the calories of what you have, just write down, I had a lot of tuna fish. You can even start there, a lot of tuna fish. And, and then maybe one day you could uh, say, I had maybe four ounces. And then maybe a month later, you can see what the calories are. Now I'm not support I don't support calorie counting only if that's something that you want to do I do it but my passion is stopping that's my passion right without control over yourself you control nothing so I'm my passion is stopping so yes I want your listeners to eat healthy yes I want your listeners to um keep a neutralized kitchen But I also want your listeners to truly know that until they find a way to empower themselves by knowing how to eat any food in this world and stopping, you're not in
0: control. Exactly. I can, I have my food skill. I know my calories. I know what vitamins are in certain vegetables, fruits. You know, I know this. This is what I was taught. It doesn't work for me. Right. You
1: see, you know what? I love this interview. I've done a ton of interviews, really. I've done a lot, a lot, a lot of interviews. But I love that you, as a chef, have said that you know what's in this food and it didn't help you. But here's the thing. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like a pariah, you know? I know I'm right. And uh, I'm in a society that doesn't want me to be right because it's a $6 billion industry. Mm -hmm. And if I show up... If I show up on the Today Show or I show up on Good Morning America and I say you can eat and stop and I demonstrate and all this, the, all the diet industry is going to go against me. Every nutritionist is going to go against me. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I'm a, so I've committed to doing this quietly because the forces are really against me, but I won't stop and I'll right. just I won't I won't stop. Never, never. So I just speak out when I can, you know, radio. Uh, online TV, mm-hmm. wherever I can speak my piece, I want to speak it. Because the NIH, they're running around with all these people. I trust me, I get the email from the Obesity Society. They give grant after grant after grant, Melissa, to, mm-hmm. to, to to do research on obesity. And I'm gonna tell you that I have the answer and I can teach it to anyone in five minutes. And they'll never let me in, never, because it's an industry.
0: Exactly. It's not something that can be monetized because you're not making a meal plan. You're not making a pill. You're not making a uh, drink or something. It's something that we have to teach ourselves on how to do it. But you see, that's the problem.
1: That's the problem. The people in charge don't want us in control.
0: End of story. But we are almost out of time. So where can our listeners and our viewers find more about you and your book? Thanks, Melissa.
1: So um, my website is www.nodieting.net. You can purchase uh, my book from the site, or you can go to amazon.com or barnesandobles.com. And it's eat what you want. Stop when you want a no diet weight
0: loss program. Awesome. And this was a terrific interview. And thank you so much for being on the show today. My pleasure. And for all of our listeners and our viewers, happy reading.